Strong Unfiltered Takes with your hosts, Trace Pardo, Will Wetter, and Mario Ochoa. This is Strong Side Sports. Welcome back to Strong Side Sports. This is Trace here. Last week, we did the five players we love in the first five rounds. And like we said then, we're going to bring you another podcast where we bring the five players we hate in the first five rounds. So I'll have Mario kick it off with his first player that he hates, and we'll, uh, we'll run through him. Right on. Yeah, so in, according to Fantasy Pros ADP, um, Devontae Adams is going in the first round. And it, it's this player that I hate in the first. It's not based off of uh, just the player and the skill. Like, obviously, we know who Devontae Adams is. He scored 10-plus touchdowns in um, I think it's four of the last five seasons or something like that. Yeah, it's something crazy. He's a TD machine. He is yeah. a touchdown machine. Um, there's a lot of skill there, but what what you're doing by drafting him there is uh, is really allowing or choosing him over different players, um, such as uh, Kamara, Kelsey, even Stephon Diggs. I might like more than Devontae Adams, and um, really him switching teams. Like, I can understand this ADP if Aaron Rodgers was still his quarterback, but Derek Carr has only thrown for 30-plus touchdowns one time. And last season, um, Derek Carr only threw for, I believe it was 26 touchdowns. Yeah, I'll pull that up. We'll we'll pull it up. Um, And the the thought of um, Devontae Adams uh, adding 10 touchdowns to that and Derek Carr throwing for 36 or 40 touchdowns. Yeah. I just don't really see there. There's a lot of weapons that are there. I mean, last year Waller was injured for a good chunk of the season and, and Hunter Renfro did his thing, but I just think that there's a lot of mouths to feed there in in Las Vegas. I think you're passing up on a lot more talent um, that maybe isn't surefire, uh, but but it's definitely less risky than Devontae Adams being the fourth wide receiver off the board. Um, so, yeah, I think the likelihood of him finishing wide receiver one overall, which is what you want um, here in round one, is yeah, is to, sure. to draft a player that, man, I can see the outcome where this guy finishes one overall. I could see it for Stephon Diggs. I could see it for uh, someone like CeeDee Lamb, who's going way later. But Devontae Adams, I feel like you're drafting him at his at his at uh, the ceiling as wide receiver four. Yeah. And, I mean, last year, Derek Carr, he had 23 touchdowns. 23, so and even less. Guess how many interceptions? Uh, 15. 14. 14. Yeah, 14 interceptions. So, I mean, you do have a really valid point there. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that that was my player that I'm I haven't taken. I won't take Devontae Adams in round one. Um, but Will, who who's your player that you're not taking or you don't like in round one? Yeah, I I also like what Mario was saying, Devontae Adams. I'm kind of lower on, but it's someone someone else that I'm a lot lower on is actually Jamar Chase. Obviously, last year um, he had an incredible rookie year. I mean, he beat Justin Jefferson the year before. I know he had that one extra game, but he beat him, I believe, with the 16 games within the season, which is crazy. I mean, and maybe you can fact check me on that. No, you're you want right. to say it's uh, over, what was it? 1,400. 14, yeah, over 1,400. Yards. Um, and obviously, great year. What that did was that bumped him up in fantasy to uh, to, uh, to his ADP being 10 overall. 
Um, so one thing I don't like about that is last year, I mean, we all got Jamar Chase, what, seventh round, sixth round, somewhere yeah, around there. Yeah, I had him in the seventh round last year. Yeah, and he was a steal. This year, there's a lot more picks there that I would rather have. For me personally, I really like going RB first in the, in the first round. Um, just like I got, I got Najee Harris this, this last time, which was, which was awesome. Um, but I think with Jamar Chase, he's, there's a lot of mouths to feed there with one T Higgins, Tyler Boyd. Um, and obviously they upped their offensive line since last year. Um, but to replicate that season again is, uh, just going to be really hard to do. So that's why I don't really love him over at, um, at ADP 10 and so and I think Trace actually agrees with me with this this was also his first player yeah so me and Will did have the same player in Jamar Chase uh, as players we don't like in round one kind of similar to what Will said personally like it's not that I don't think he's going to produce I think he's going to put up great numbers but personally I would rather take uh, T Higgins in the third who's going to be in the same offense he's going to put up not the same numbers but Still super solid numbers. And similar to Will, who likes to go running back in uh, first round, so do I. I would rather have a few wide receivers over Jamar Chase. Uh, I'd rather have Diggs, who's the clear number one option. Uh, the Bills don't have a running back such as Joe Mixon. We're not going to run it as much as they will. Yeah. Um, and I'm also, uh, I like Alvin Kamara over him. I like Joe Mixon over him on his own team. I like Najee Harris over him. I like Dalvin Cook. So personally, I'm just going to stay away from him in the first round. I don't have him in any of my four teams so far. And personally, I just like to find value. Last year, I got Jamar Chase at round seven. And the year before that, I got Calvin Ridley pretty late as well. So what I try to do every year is learn from my previous drafts and think, how can I one-up that next year and kind of do the same thing if I hit on my previous picks? So there's other running back, I mean, other wide receivers that I would personally rather try and take a shot on, like uh, Drake London later on. I'm not saying he's going to put up Jamar Chase rookie numbers, but rookie wide receivers have been proven to put up great statistical seasons. So that's kind of what um, me and Will think, and Mario's first player as well. So we can just go to Mario again for his round two player he doesn't like. Yeah, so um, just one last thing that I'll add on Jamar Chase um, in agreeing with what Trace is saying, like you want to find the next Jamar Chase. Um, I, I think in the last eight games of the season, T. Higgins actually out uh, produced mm-hmm. um, Jamar Chase where he had a, a larger target share, um, uh, a yeah. higher percentage of the throws that were thrown, to, which is target share. Mm-hmm. Um and so having those two, those are really two alpha receivers on one team. Um, and some of these other receiving cores or first round receivers like Justin Jefferson, it's Justin Jefferson A, but for sure B is Adam Thielen. Like he's aging, he's still going to produce. Injury prone a little injury bit. Injury prone. Um, so you see a path. Um, Cooper Cup, Robert Woods just left. They got Allen Robinson. He was kind of a bum last season, but we like Allen Robinson. But it's obvious Jamar Ch- or that uh, Cooper Cup is one. Chase is it's not that obvious, you yeah. know? So, um, I'm I mean, in the same even, boat. even I remember last year, like having him, I remember that like up and down, like I remember every game, there was like a point where I was like, man, Jamar Chase gave me four points this week. And then the next week he gave me like 20 fantasy yeah. points. And then the next week it was like seven or eight. And the next week it was like 24. And it was just this rocky road that was just going through with Jamar Chase yeah. until obviously the end where, 
I bet if you were a Jamar Chase owner, you were stoked because he got you 63 fantasy points, uh, PPR fantasy points at the end of the year, which is fantastic. Won me the league, won me 500 bucks. Uh, <laughs> I was stoked flex, on that. Big flex, yeah. yeah. Big flex on that, right? But I, I was stoked on that. But Yeah, and to go off kind of what Mario's saying about Jamar Chase being um, not the 100% clear number one, even when you think back to last year's draft, a lot of Bengals fans wanted Penny Sewell and uh, mm-hmm. are an offensive lineman. Yeah. So because they like T. Higgins, they think, oh, T. Higgins will be fine as number as the number one receiver. Obviously, looking back now, they revamped their offensive line this offseason. Um, Joe Burrow has more time probably with the addition of Lyle Collins and some other guys. But it's something to think about in when you're making drafts. Like T. Higgins is going to get a large target share, and he's going to have boom weeks along with Jamar Chase. Obviously, there's going to be weeks where they both boom, but there's going to be weeks where T. Higgins balls out and Jamar Chase doesn't. But we, I, just kind of like what we're saying, like we don't think Jamar Chase is going to suck, but we're going to stay away from him in round one Yeah. just because of other options we can go with. Yeah. yeah. Jermaine, that brings us to round two, which, I mean, I can kick it off real quick. Okay. Um, someone that I uh, hate. Uh, there you go. Um, someone that I hate, and I think a lot of fantasy managers can say this if they have owned this player before, and that's going to be Saquon Barkley. Man, through the training camp this year, his ADP just keeps rising and rising. I want to say at the beginning of this year, he started at like ADP yeah. like 30-something. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was, He's still 31 in ESPN. Yeah, but. in ESPN, but I mean in Fantasy Pros and Yahoo, they have him really 16. And in Fantasy Pros, I believe it's 14. We just had a draft an hour ago, and one of our uh, managers in the league, he took Saquon at pick. Uh, 13. 13, 13 yeah. yeah. Above yeah. Najee, which was above, crazy. Najee fell. Yeah, not Najee fell to me, which I'm, hey, I'm not complaining <laughs> about that. But, I mean, I am someone who has been personally, obviously, uh, hurt by Saquon in the past. I drafted him two years in a row, and injury has just been a factor for him the last couple of years, and he just can't stay healthy. And when he is in, he has got a terrible offense. His offensive line ranks 23rd in the NFL right now with Danny Dimes as his quarterback. And gosh, do I not love Danny Dimes. Mm. I mean, man, I just can't. I do not want Saquon there. I think that his ADP is just super high. And obviously, we've seen what Saquon's ceiling is, and he can produce. Like, he can catch the ball, he can run the ball, and he is a powerful RB1. But... Can be. Can be, (laughs) is the thing. But this year, with this offense, I just, I don't really see him producing like he used to, you know? Yeah, what a lot of people don't realize is... um, where Saquon did finish number one overall. I believe it was his rookie season. He was the number one fantasy running back. Mm-hmm. Um, so much of that, all of that was with Eli Manning yep. and Mr. Dumpoff. And we talked about this in our last podcast and even how um, the league is changing where that was statue quarterback Eli Manning dumping off to Saquon Barkley. Mm-hmm. And we saw, I mean, I'm a Charger fan, so Philip Rivers mm-hmm. and Drew Brees, like that was just offense um back in the day where we don't see that as much now actually um targets to running backs are decreasing which makes these pass catchers all the more valuable but with that being said we haven't seen daniel jones do a whole lot of that yeah um where he does not share the same target share as he had when he had eli manning so Mm -hmm. we have this picture of saquon in our head that keeps him in 
in round two. But in reality, the last three years, you've been more than disappointed. And yeah. his his value for the return of your investment has been abysmal. Yeah, and like people that, just like I was saying before, I do usually like going RB uh, round one, and then I do like going uh, top wide receiver round two. And people that are surrounding Saquon there are like Diggs, Evans, Tyreek, these number one receivers. CeeDee Lamb. CeeDee Lamb. I mean, there's so many receivers in that second round that you can pull from that are going to be in a PPR formatted league, just winners. They're going to be yeah. winners. And so at least consistent and consistent. Yeah. yeah they're consistent. Yeah. Right. And Saquon last year, you didn't really get that from him. He yeah. was injured for six games, I believe. And then whenever he came back, his yards per carry wasn't very well. His, his wasn't, yards wasn't per carry good. were not very well. And there was also this, again, like that Jamar chase where he had a few couple games where it was like four points, eight points, and then he had like one 20-point game, I remember. And this is all PPR formatted, what we're talking about. Um, and then just cons- inconsistent bad games from him. And obviously it's because he's surrounded by just a horrible offense. And so, yeah, that's, that's who I am not taking in the second round. And so, yeah, Trace, who's your, who's your second round pick? Yeah, so unfortunately, if what Will says is correct, I do have Saquon in a few leagues. <laughs> uh, he was, his upside was too tempting, so I snagged him. But hey, his, it is tempting. It's Saquon Barkley, right? And it's as a Bills fan, I do, I do love Brian Dable, so I, I can see that he has mm-hmm. put the ball in his playmaker's hands. But again, Will's points are very valid, so it, it was a, it's a high-risk, high-reward scenario for me. Yeah. But the player I personally don't like and avoid in the second round is Nick Chubb for the Browns. Um, me and Will were just talking about this before the podcast started. When you think of Nick Chubb, in my opinion, I think of him as like a C version of Derrick Henry. He gets a good amount of carries. Gets a, he's, his rushing numbers are fantastic, and he gets a, usually a good amount of touchdowns. Um, he's had eight touchdowns, I believe, the last three seasons um, or more. But he doesn't catch the ball, and he has Kareem Hunt in the backfield who's going to take carries away from him. Personally, I, I would take him in, a, in the late round three. I feel like he, like I said, he has a low catching upside, and um, Hunt was was injured last season, but he's back healthy again. So personally, I'm just going to avoid him, yeah. as well as this season with the whole Deshaun, Deshaun Watson saga. I'm going to avoid. Wait, what happened there? <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Only a few things. Um, but I'm just going to stay away from pretty much any Browns. And then also to like tag along in that, I mean, Krim Hunt is going. I mean, I want to say fantasy pros. Has him at his ADP is 84 overall, I want to say. Yeah, Mario will double check me on that. Um, but 86. 86. Will's almost spot on. With almost, that. almost spot on. But with that being said, I mean, Nick Chubb, not only is he like that C version of a Derrick Henry, like he never catches the ball, and Kareem Hunt takes that away from him. He takes those catches away from Nick Chubb. So even if. He was to throw if Jacoby Brissett this year is going to throw the ball to Nick Chubb. I mean, Kareem Hunt will probably be in on those plays where a running back does have that opportunity to be a pass catcher. And so um, I I like Kareem Hunt where he's going. But yeah, I, it's all yeah. about the value. Yeah, it's all about exactly. the value, but I hate where Nick Chubb is going. That, so. That's great what you guys just said. It's all about the value because it's not that we don't like these players. And, and this will be the last time we say this, but – 
it's where they're going is where we don't like them. If Saquon fell to round three, I'd be stoked. If, uh, um, yeah, these players that we're discussing, if they fall later, then that'd be awesome. But going before players that we like more or that make more sense or that we can see more boom potential, it just uh, it doesn't make sense. Yeah, like I today, for instance, I had Waddle. I I don't always love him at his ADP, which is in fantasy pros, I want to say 37. And where I got him at was mid fifth round. And so 37 is the first pick of the fourth round. I love where I got yeah. him at. He was my third receiver off the board. And I had DJ Moore and Cortland Sutton before that. So I'm stacked at receiver right there. And it was I love where um, he fell to me. So if these players do fall to you, say Jamar Chase falls to you late second round, which I don't know if it, if he will, but if he does, that's great. But where where they're going, I think, is um, what super key. Their value is um, everything. So, how about you, Mark? Um, I don't. Uh, the player I don't like in round two that I'm not drafting is DeAndre Swift. So um, this is hits a little bit more closer to home. Last year's offensive coordinator for the Lions was uh, Anthony Lynn. And he loves dumping off the ball. I mean, he made Austin Eckler undrafted uh, free agent come in and take over the role for the Chargers. You mean, you mean for the Chargers? You yeah. Said for, you said for the Lions. I know. Anthony oh, Lynn was see, the offensive yes, coordinator yes, yes. for the Lions, but before he was for the Chargers. Yeah. And he, the Bills. And, and, yeah. <laughs> and really, he loves, loves, loves passing to the running backs in, uh, in DeAndre Swift. all the time. Anthony yeah, Lindas, yeah. yeah. Well, that's why they let him go. <laughs> I'm just kidding. They did let him go, though. Um, but in DeAndre Swift's rookie season, he only had more than five targets twice or five or more twice. And then in the next year with Anthony Lynn, he had five or more targets seven times, including two games with uh, 10 targets and 11 targets. And so a lot of people are drafting DeAndre Swift here, claiming him to be like a PPR goat, which... I mean, he he does receive a lot of targets. New offensive coordinator, um, not Anthony Lynn. Um, and his 70-plus targets, really a third of them were in two games. And so do you want players that can boom? Yes. But uh, also in round two, I, I love drafting consistency, not not the hope for or the the potential to, especially on bad offenses. So there's... There's players that, in theory, could be good, which I'm thinking is DeAndre Swift in this round. And um, other players we're talking about, like Saquon Barkley, who has been good and he he can be good. Or there's players that you know are going to produce, like Mike Evans, who has had um, at least 1,000 yards receiving seven out of the last eight seasons. He's just going to be consistent. And so do you want boom players? Yes, but also... DeAndre Swift finished as the 23rd overall running back last season. And today, or in, in drafts today, he's being drafted as RB10. And that is a value that's way too rich. To me, that's his ceiling. Like, I would be so stoked if he finished as RB10. Um, and and everything has to break right for him. Not to mention, Jamal Williams is still a good running back. Like, what the same reasons Trace just gave for Nick Chubb, having a really good backup running back in Kareem Hunt, it's the same for the Lions. So um, in games like game one, week one, DeAndre Swift had 11 targets. Jamal Williams had nine targets also. They love both those guys. So 
a, a very committed committee, I'm not taking DeAndre Swift in the second round. And I don't know if you guys have been watching Hard Knocks at all, but I mean, Jamal Williams is the life of that team. He is the leader of that team. And obviously the coaches love him. Um, I personally, like, I I do like DeAndre Swift. Um, I think that he could have a lot of potential this year. Um, Jared Goff has looked... Uh, Supposedly you know, pretty good. Pretty but who good. Knows? Who knows that? Who knows about that? Hey, you know? former Super Bowl uh, yeah. attendee or yeah. runner-up. him off two years later. Yeah. yeah. Um, I do like DeAndre Swift, but I, I definitely agree with Mario. Again, it's all about value. And so, yeah. With that being said, do you want to go with the player uh, you don't like in the third round? Or did you... Let's go. Let's go third round, baby. Yeah. So third rounds. This player is going at the end of the third rounds, um, but I'm just staying away from him altogether. Um, and for me, that's Deontay Johnson. He's going at I think his ADP is uh, 36. Um, a reason why is obviously new quarterback situation um, with a rookie coming in um, hasn't looked terribly great i mean he hasn't looked great during training camp but reports are saying now that things are coming together um but i mean man there are so many mouths to feed in the steelers offense you have one Najee harris who is a pass catching back two you have chase claypool you have deontay johnson you have pat fryermuth george pickens rookie. george pickens rookie i mean the ball is going to be spread for sure, there is going to be target share and it's inevitable. And so for me to one, potentially getting that as my number one uh, wide receiver, yeah. if I'm going running back, running back, I can't trust that. Like, I can't trust that at all. I feel like I would not want to take Deontay Johnson in the third, fourth, or even the fifth round for me personally. That's just so much, uh, there's so much share in the Steelers offense. And I really think that Najee is going to be kind of the nucleus of that offense. And so, I don't know. For me, it's a no for me, dog. I'm not going, I'm not going with Deontay it's Johnson. It's a no for me, dog. And to piggyback off what Will's going with there, personally, I've been avoiding, not trying to agree with Will on everything here, but personally, I personally have been avoiding all of the Steelers wide receivers as well. Even with Big Ben, it's hard to last year and the season before. It's hard to predict who's going to get the ball. He obviously dishes the ball around, um, and his arm was a lot weaker in his most recent years. But Mitch Trubisky and Kenny Pickett are probably going to end up having a few games each. Like they're going to split the season. I don't think Pickett's Pickett's not going to sit on the bench the whole year. So especially with the rookie QB who's going to be inconsistent and Mitch Trubisky who's going to be inconsistent. I'm just gonna stay away from all of those receivers. Maybe I would take a flyer on Pickett in the late. I mean, um, Pickens in the later rounds, just because he's a rookie receiver and he's looked pretty solid. But yeah, I definitely agree with Will there. Uh, what do you think, Mario? I 100% agree. I have not been uh, behind these Steeler wide receivers yeah. um, this whole draft. I mean, even from last year, we were drafting three Steelers receivers in the first six rounds, but had Big Ben yeah. outside of... He was going undrafted. And I, I feel like Deontay Johnson was at the butt end of those receivers. I remember everyone was high on Chase Claypool last year. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Clay, yeah. I mean, it's, it's a toss-up. Yeah. And so if... That's that's the thing. Like, uh, yeah, I think there's too many mouths to feed. Um, I think Trubisky's career high, in which he's still looking good, says training camp. Um, and what Trace was saying, but um, 
I think his career high is like 3,500 yards or something like that. So uh, I don't know. I just don't see um, I don't see Deontay paying for the, his third round ADP. Yeah. Cool. How about you, Trace? Yeah. So when I made this list, I realized my third player, Tyreek Hill, his ADP is actually 23, according to fan, draft uh, fantasy pros, I mean. So that's technically the beginning, I mean, the end of the second round. But personally, I still am just going to avoid Tyreek altogether in the third round. That hurts. <laughs> it, does, it does hurt you as a Dolphins fan, but the main reason for this is, number one, I don't believe in Tua. I don't think he's that great. Mm. Number two, uh, wide receivers adjusting to a new offense, they don't tend to thrive right away a lot. Stephon Diggs most recently is kind of an outlier in that, where he has he led the league in receiving yards and receptions right when he came to the Bills. But I just... I don't believe it. I just, I don't believe in in that Dolphins offense. I don't believe in Mike McDaniel. I don't believe in Tua. So, and plus he's got Waddle, who I, similar to Jamar Chase, where I think Jamar Chase is going to produce. This is a second year in the system. He already had a relationship with Joe Burrow, but I would rather take Higgins based off value. Similar to Tyree Kill, I'm sure he'll have a, a, an okay year, a solid year, but I would personally rather go with Waddle in the later round just based off value. So that's where I stand on Tyreek Hill. He's a one-in-a-million generational talent at wide receiver, but if you don't have a solid quarterback to get the ball out, then he's not going to produce. So again, for Dolphins fans, like he's going to be insanely fun to watch. He burns the, he's burned the Bills time and time again in the playoffs and in regular season games. So like he's a premier talent, but I'm avoiding him because I'm worried about that situation. I'm worried about Tua. I'm worried about a brand-new offense. And those are my points, but... I'm just going to avoid Tyreek in that round. I think one rebuttal to that is... Screw you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, you can try that one on for size for first before you talk about my dolphins like that. Uh, no, but um, obviously we've seen like in the first few years that uh, Tyreek was with Patty Mahomes. He had a lot less receptions because he had so many long touchdowns. Last year he had, I want to say, uh, over 100... Um, receptions. It was his career high receptions, career high receptions because he was doing more of those those short eight yard post route passes, like screens. in the middle of the field, screens, things, different things like that. And Tua with not the best uh, arm talent, arm talent where he's gonna he's gonna throw the ball eighty yards, but he can he can throw the ball accurately. Pray to God, uh, at, least, <laughs> hey, at least eight yards. And hey. Let let Cheetah go to work. You know let what I mean. Che- I mean, Cheetah. Che- yeah. I mean, I really. I think that we're gonna be surprised with Tyreek this year. I think he's gonna produce even similar numbers like he did last year with um, with Patty Mahomes. Also, to rebuttal that, <laughs> Tyreek is also a new offense, but he's also getting in chemistry with his new quarterback. He's had Patty Mahomes this whole time, but yeah. as the Dolphins fan in you, I get what you're saying and. Even though I said I don't like Mike McDaniels, he's he's shown in the past last season with Debo he can u- utilize him in special ways. And both Waddle and Tyreek Kill are both extremely special talents. So he's going to find ways to use them. But personally, I'd rather just not take that risk and avoid them altogether. Mm-hmm. Do you know who's kind of going like ADP 24, 25, 26? 24 is Mark Andrews, baby. Mark Andrews. So I'd rather have Mark Andrews. Yeah. This sounds crazy, but I'd personally rather have DJ Moore. 
He's consistently proven quarterback, quarterback, quarterback that he's going to get receptions. The touchdowns haven't been there yet. Mario loves Michael Pittman. I'm starting to come around. Um, Pittman also is adjusting to Matt Ryan, but it's the same offense he's been in. So that's kind of Keenan Allen. Similar to this, the, both these situations, Keenan goes a little bit higher when I can just get Mike Williams around round and a half later. Mm. So I personally just go with that. But I'd take Keenan over Tyreek just mm. because he's Mr. Consistency. Yeah. But um, with that being said, uh, Mario, you're next for your yeah. player. So actually, I was going to say um, – uh, wait – who were your twos again? Will, what was your player you didn't like? You said Tyreek, and then and you then said, said Deontay. Deontay. Mine was Deontay, so I'll switch it. Uh, mine is actually Kyle Pitts. Um, last season, he uh, he finished as tight end eight, and um, he finished with 1,000 yards, one touchdown, 176 total PPR points. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and now we're just drafting him at tight end three. Um, and this is redraft leagues. If you're in dynasty or keeper or whatever, um, Pitts has is going to be the best tight end for uh, years to come. I just don't think it's this year. Like, let's add seven touchdowns. Let's be crazy. <laughs> add seven touchdowns to his total. He would be. T- he would have two hundred and twenty points. Let's add. Let's give him twenty more catches. He'd have two hundred and forty PPR points. Let's give him two hundred more yards. He would have an insane breakout. That'd be. 88 catches, 1,200 yards, eight touchdowns. He still finishes as tight end three. So um, where where he's being drafted right now is, uh, it, and if he did all those things, he would he would finish he would have finished last season as the 31 overall player. Right now he's being drafted as uh, the 32nd player off the board. And so, but what I just said would would be insane if he did all that stuff, especially with Marietta whose career high is 3,500 yards. I think in their offense, um, I, I could see them doing a lot of uh, play action, Mariota scrambling in the pocket, running for 10, uh, uh, 10 yards. I mean, really how the Raiders utilized him was really cool in the last few seasons where he would sub in and he would just win. I think Mariota is like a, a winner um, or he can win, uh, but I, I don't see it pole vaulting uh, Kyle Pitts into tight end three and to give him the ADP value of of 32nd overall. So for me, I'm out on Kyle Pitts. Players going in the same area are T. Higgins. Two picks later, Michael Pittman, who I think has the potential to finish number one wide receiver overall. Um, Players around there, uh, DJ Moore is going 42nd overall. And really even players who have done it before, like George Kittle, I'm coming around more to George Kittle because they kept Jimmy Garoppolo. It's I, I think the Niners, all of their ADPs or their values should go up higher because if Lance sucks for four games straight and they bench him, guess what? You get Jimmy G. And guess what? Kittle has finished top three um, uh, most years with Jimmy G under center. And Debo, you saw what Jimmy G just did with Debo this last season. So I, I just think that um, Kyle Pitts' price tag right there is too much. And um, and he would have to have a, an insane season, an insane increase, targets, yardage, touchdowns for that to pay off. And where that's possible, sure. But uh, is it likely and am I, am I wanting to spend my third round pick on it? No, because even on top of this, you got to think about the way that your draft is unfolding. Let's say Trace and Will love going RB heavy. So first two rounds going RB, RB. 
I would hate my draft if I went RB, RB, Kyle Pitts, and then now I'm coming back around four, and then now my wide receiver one has the potential to be um, Jalen Waddell, DK Metcalf. Allen Robinson. Allen Robinson. Brandon Cooks, who I actually really like. Cortland Sutton. There's still some value picks right there, but I, I just don't like the way my team plays out when I pick Pitts. And Cortland Sutton, too. He's someone – Cortland Sutton and Brandon Cooks are people who are rising above their ADP yeah. that people are reaching yep. for because – That I reach for. Yeah, <laughs> that I, all of us reach for. Um, a lot of people, not just us, are reaching for those picks because they realize that – there's the Allen Robinsons of the world, the DK Metcalfs of the world. I mean, um, there's a big drop off after that. And so I, yeah, I agree so much with you, Mario, there with the Kyle Pitts pick. I know Kyle Pitts is Trace's boy, though. I, Florida boy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I personally, I've been kind of avoiding Kyle Pitts in drafts as well. I had him last year. The one touchdown kind of ticked me off. I love <laughs> Kyle Pitts. But similar to what Mario's saying, I don't want to take him in round three. When I typically go running back, running back, then I like to grab a higher tier wide receiver. And when Kyle Pitts is going in round three, I prefer to go with Dalton Schultz in early round six, late round five, because of the, all those vacated targets. But yeah, those, those are all great points. Uh, and with that, uh, Will, do you want to go yeah, into we'll your go next player, four. round four? So, round four, man, I really don't want anything to do with Brees Hall. Brees Hall can get out of here, honestly. Brees Lightning. Yeah, he, he can get out of here. <laughs> Here's the reason why. So, his ADP is at 41 overall. That's, that's his ADP. And the reason why I don't like him there is because he's not even the for sure number one back right now. Michael Carter is getting first team work. And we're going to take this guy at 41 overall when Michael Carter is going like a hundred, pick a hundred or something like that. I think someone drafted him in like the eighth or ninth round. It's like, there's nobody like, I don't understand. And so it's like, for me, I just want to avoid because there's obviously maybe the Jets are just saying that. And he's got the upside of then being the number one over Michael Carter if he proves himself during the season. But as of right now, Michael Carter's taking first team work and I cannot trust that, especially if, for instance, like Mario tonight, we had our draft and he went, I mean, he went wider, he went zero RB until round five, right? And so- He should've gone more. (laughs) Yeah, he could've got Brandon Cooks in round five, which is kind of crazy. But if for some reason, like Brees Hall, a lot of people aren't high on him, he drops to that round five. Imagine that's your number one running back. That's that's awful. Yeah. You know, you you would hate that if you're a fantasy manager. And so for me, I'm out on Brees Hall. One, Michael Carter's taking first team reps. reps. Two, he is on the New York Jets. They are terrible. <laughs> they will be the worst division. They will be the worst team in me and Trace's division this year. And I am I'm out on him. Mm. It is a no for me, dog. <laughs> it's a no for me. Switch up the order. I can go next if that's cool. Yeah, go for it, man. Okay. Um, so sure. the player I'm not taking in round four actually at all is Cam Akers. Mm-hmm. And um, a big reason for that, uh, McVeigh, I mean, this quote is old to everybody who uh, follows football now, but 
uh, about three weeks ago, McVay said uh, that I have 1A and 1A for their running backs, and that was Cam Akers and Daryl Henderson. First off, McVay, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> so, and secondly, um, they, I think that the Rams just like both of their running backs and are tired of seeing them both injured, maybe because both of them have too big of a workload. So if both of them are going to split, why would I take Akers in round four when I could take Henderson in round 10, in which I just did in, a, in that same draft we're talking about where I went zero or RB until round five. I took um, Henderson in round 10. And Henderson last season, he produced. I took him actually in the same league in round 10 last season, and, and he produced just fine. And not every running back can be Derrick Henry, but can uh, a running back like Henderson give you 10 PPR fantasy points a week? Yes, and I will take that um, in later in round 10 as opposed to in in round four where Cam Akers is going. And, and he, he is dropping um, he, his ADP earlier this summer. He was going in like round two or round three. I remember Will and Trace have always been out on Akers, and I was his advocate earlier this summer, and I was like, no way! I'm taking I'm taking Mark Andrews and I'm taking Cam Akers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and yeah, two point three yards per carry in the playoffs. Yeah. yeah, in the playoffs, he's just he's not been good. Achilles, it's it's something that we haven't seen a running back come back from. And is he young? Yes, but uh, but I think that the Rams are are. Yeah, I don't know. I've gone on too long about their backfield. It's a very um, similar situation to like Brees Hall and Michael Carter in an extent. Where yeah. It's just like, who's the number one running yeah. back when I can get these players further on that we're probably going to put up the same numbers yeah. as these players that are going in round four? You know why? And I think that players stay in this running back dead zone. That's what we call it. Um, because when you're drafting, sometimes you you f- you feel married to the idea of oh I went running back wide receiver wide receiver now I have to get a running back too, and that's just foolish sometimes because because of situations like we're describing where players like Jalen Waddle can fall twenty spots out of his ADP. Yeah. Just take, in my opinion, take the best player available, um, and and pass on people that you have question marks about. So um, even today, T. Higgins was falling in our draft. And, and so it was T. Higgins or ETN. I hadn't taken a running back yet. But T. Higgins was, was 19 spots out of his uh, usual draft position. So I took T. Higgins, and I'm going to figure out running back later. I, I don't feel like you need to take a running back. Just, just to fill position. Just to fill a position. So, and, and if you do that, don't fill it with Cam Akers. <laughs> exactly. So to go on to my player that I personally have been avoiding in the fourth round would be uh, running back Elijah Mitchell for the Niners. If um, there's going to be a committee, Shanahan likes to run the ball through multiple people. That's one thing. I don't trust Shanahan because the last four seasons there's been a different leading rusher. So last season we had Elijah Mitchell with 963 yards. Year before, Jeff Wilson, 600 yards. Year before that, Raheem Mostert, 770 yards. The year before that, Matt Breda, 815 yards. So, so you're saying it's looking good for him. Oh, yeah, <laughs> super good. If you're a moron. Gun <laughs> um, to the head, who's leading San Francisco in rushing? Debo Samuel. Debo? No, not Debo. I would I, think Debo I, I, this year. I don't think so. I mean, I would, I would probably say I would think 
Elijah Mitchell probably leads it, but then Tarion Davis Bryce is pretty solid. Did you know who I think Trey Lance. Trey Lance, is. yeah. So that's another that's another point. Lance to make him committee. I don't trust <laughs> Shanahan, and then Lance's rushing ability similar to Jalen Hurts. Lamar Jackson. Lamar, well, Lamar Jackson is kind of an outlier because the Ravens are they're running game. They their whole offense runs through the Tom Ravens. Brady. Yeah, he's got a go go. But so to go off that point, like he's he's at ADP is forty six. Players going around that area, Mike Williams, Terry Oof. McLaurin. Oof. We don't know how he's going to do with Carson yeah. Wentz, but, I mean, I'd rather take him over Elijah Mitchell. Josh Jacobs is going a spot after him. Which, I'd rather have Josh Jacobs than Elijah yeah. Mitchell. We've got Darren Waller if you're looking for tight end. Even later on, you have Antonio Gibson with uh, the whole thing with Brian Robinson. Rest up, my guy. Yeah. Uh, but I just want – I'm not going to take him. I'm going to avoid him because – little trivia here. Name the last um, – if one of you guys can name the last – um, Niners rusher to hit a thousand yards rushing. Frank Gore. Frank Gore eight years ago, Ooh. eight seasons ago. Frank Gore. It's absolutely nuts. Obviously Shanahan wasn't coaching back then, but he loves to keep his backs fresh. He loves to Carlos spread the ball Hyde around. Never hit a thousand. He hit nine eighty eight. So Ooh. I mean that's pretty close. That's pretty close. But he hit nine eighty eight on two hundred and forty touches. So his yards per carry is not that great. <laughs> But so yeah, he's not in the league anymore. Why? He is done though. <laughs> but yeah, so that's my player for round four, and we can go through our final players that's here. Cool. That's four point one yards a carry. <laughs> that's crazy. Um, Which you know, it's even crazier. Was it Najee's <laughs> yard per carry three point nine last season? Najee was a <laughs> freaking PPR machine, <laughs> baby. <laughs> I actually haven't. I've I've, I've backed off. Ten receptions in some games, bro. I backed off Najee a bit just because of the footage he's giving me. But yeah, so so, I can can cut off number five. Is that cool? Or you want to kick off number five? Okay. Actually, no, no, no. I'm I'm just kidding. You can go. You can go. I'll kick off round five because I'm extra salty at this person. Not salty, but I feel like there's just going to be a forever rivalry between Burrow and Herbert because. They're the best quarterbacks so far in the draft, all right? So far, Will, uh, I won't... Uh, blast to end of blast to the, the to universe. Still it's, in there. It's, man, it's been rough. That's <laughs> all I got to say. The fact that, oh, man, I just saw that Instagram post where we could have got Herbert instead of Tua. And it Herbert just, and Jonathan Taylor. Yes, it just reminds me. It reminds me. And, yeah. Hey, it ain't over till it's over. But anyways, for I, I'm, I don't like where Burrow's going. Burrow's going um, in round five, which makes no sense to me. Um, he's going uh, as the the fifth quarterback off the board. And really, everybody has to pay attention to what, what, um, what your league settings are. Because um, I think it's a stretch to put Burrow at, as the fifth quarterback off the board in six-point-per-passing touchdown leagues. And if you're in a four-point for passing touchdown leagues, there is not a shot that Joe Burrow is going to finish as the four, the fifth quarterback overall. Um, no, he, he's, not, he's not the speedmeister. He is sure. not rushing. He is not rushing in for touchdowns. He does not have Jalen Hurts upside, who's going as the seventh quarterback off the board. He doesn't even have touchdown throwing uh, upside, like or maybe he does have the upside as Tom Brady. Tom Brady, I think, would be his ceiling. But Brady's going as... QB He's going later. Number nine off the board. And they're, these are very it's similar 76, players. 76 ADP is what um, yeah. Tom Brady's going. And, and so if, we're, if I'm able to compare this quarterback who's going in round five, make a case for the quarterbacks who are going in round seven, eight, nine, ten, 10, 
you're wasting a pick at, at in the fifth round. Um, and on top of all this, they beefed up their O-line. Um, Joe Burrow led the league. Actually, actually, wasn't it a league record for how many sacks Burrow had last year? Sacks season? and pressures, yeah. Yeah, so I, I think they're going to want to run the ball more. Mixon, he's my guy. He's a, he's a workhorse back. Uh, finished third overall in fantasy points last season. But I, I, I see them rushing more. Um, even where he finished, 4,600 4, yards, 34 touchdowns. Can he improve? Yes. But there's only so much higher you can go unless you think that he's going to have a 2013 Peyton Manning 5,050 touchdown season, in which I don't uh, because I don't think they're going to be wanting to throw the ball um, all that much. So I think actually, last thing that I'll say, I think that uh, the Bengals averaged like 28 pass attempts a game last season. Um, That's just the kind of offense that they are. And uh, um, very well balanced, but I think they are going to want want to run the ball. So you're overpaying for Joe Burrow in the fifth round. I'm taking Jalen Hurts a round or two later because of rushing upside, um, and especially in four point per passing touchdown leagues, you do not want Joe Burrow in the fifth. Yeah, and, just, and oh, oh, you got and again as a disclaimer, Mario isn't saying, "Oh, Jalen Hurts is better than Joe Burrow." No, I, clearly. I, I, I am. Yeah. <laughs> I was going, whoa, whoa. But people get confused because they think, oh, this guy's so good at fantasy. He's, he's amazing in real life. Yeah. Or this guy sucks at fantasy. Like people think Devin Singletary, I love me some Singletary. <laughs> people are like, Singletary sucks. Singletary played a fantastic role for our team last year. Did he play a fantastic role for my fantasy team? No, I'm not going to draft that no, freaking bum. <laughs> no, nah, I love me some Singletary. But there's a difference from pe- between people who get confused. We're like, oh, this guy sucks in fantasy. He sucks in real life. No. We like Jalen Hurts in fantasy better yeah. than Joe Burrow, especially at his value because he's got the rushing upside. He's got new additions into his offense, and he's got the rushing upside. Yeah. <laughs> so. But, yeah, Will, do you want to go with your last player? Yeah, my, my last player is going to be J.K. Dobbins. And I think for that, um, man, it's just a messy, messy situation. That's for sure. Um, Three letters, ACL. Yeah, ACL. <laughs> and, I mean, we they just picked up Kenyon Drake. And, I mean, as your quarterback's basically a number one running back as well. It's just – 1A it's, and 1A. Yeah, 1A and 1A. <laughs> it's just it's, – it's messy. And just like Mario said, that ACL, I mean, it's going to affect. It's going to affect him. And, obviously, we saw his potential with the end of that 2020 season. Yeah. With what he produced. I mean, I don't have numbers right off the top of my head. But fantasy-wise, I know he was producing for me each game. and But that was like the last four games of the season whenever he was kind of going off. And we saw his upside where he was getting those 100-yard games. And he was getting and producing for the Ravens. Um, but just like I was saying, it's just a messy backfield with the Ravens. Um, coming off that ACL tear, I just I, I, I don't like him. I want to like him. I, I really do. I think J.K. Dobbins could have been a fantastic back last year for the Ravens. But again, Lamar, there's always that thing of him running and him taking away carries from the number one running backs. Yeah. And so, um, and also uh, touchdowns too. I mean, yeah. Lamar, they do that, just that fake option all the time where fake it to the running back and Lamar just runs it in from that um, shotgun position. And so there's just, there's just going to be a lot of robbery from Lamar Jackson on that part. And so 
For me, I'm going to try to stay away from J.K. Dobbins um, if I can in that fifth round. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Just because at that ADP, I don't want to take somebody who's in a really murky backfield, and Lamar's going to take away from that as well. Mm-hmm. So I definitely agree with that. And to did you have something to say, Mario? Were you going? They, uh, all it is they they love rushing, and so I think J.K. could be good in the later half of the season, um, where he he might not be a, a number one uh, or be able to finish number one overall, but I think he could be serviceable. I think you guys hit all the points. So yeah, we're good. Yeah, and just to kick off with our last player, so my final player that I don't like in round five is going to be A.J. Dillon. So I know Mario's, Mario lo- loves him some A.J. Dillon. Dude, what? <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't even see this in the notes. You don't like A.J.? I like A.J., That's but fine, last dude. season, I'm an idiot. I'm a moron. <laughs> no, but so in round five, A.J. Dillon, ADP 51. Granted, also, Mario just took this player uh, for he's his RB1. Yeah, he's in RB1. multiple leagues. <laughs> <laughs> he's got all of, all of his chips in on A.J. Dillon. But You're pretty much, first, folks. <laughs> so, so like Mario said earlier, my draft strategy usually is to go with two running backs in the first three rounds, typically round one, round two. Uh, that can vary, but that's typically the route I go. So if we're going with A.J. Dillon in round five, that's going to be my running back three. I don't really want A.J. Dillon as my running back three, uh, my flex option, when I can go for uh, – I don't normally go for D.K., so I'm not going to go for D.K., but we've got – um, we've got Dalton Schultz is a tight end, not the flex, but I love me some Dalton Schultz. I love Brandon Cooks. I also love me some Gabe Davis. Oh, okay. Man. He's going to have a lot of snaps. I swear he's going to have a good year. I believe in Gabe Davis. I haven't taken him in a lot of leagues, but I took him in one league. I think he's going to have a good year. Also, Chris Godwin, 64 ADP. So personally, Jerry Judy, 66 ADP. Michael Thomas, 67 ADP. Damian Pierce, 68 ADP. I promise you now, Damian Pierce will be a stud. If he's not, it's I'm a moron. But I have him in like four leagues. I love me some DP. But uh, some other uh, things that I think about in not drafting uh, A.J. Dillon at that specific spot. Jones was a little bit banged up last year, so A.J. Dillon got more carries. Personally, I think with that... Uh, offense with Devontae Adams departing. I think Aaron Jones is going to get a ton of receptions. So who's going to rush? So I do think A.J. Dillon will get some <laughs> points, but I just don't want to take him in round five. I'm not going to spend that early of a pick on a running back two when I can get a Kareem Hunt later on. Um, he could be – but the one little silver lining here, he could be a complete league winner if Aaron Jones goes down. So there's like that catch-22, whoa, he could be this, but I'm not going to risk that because I don't – I don't know. I can't predict an injury. I'm not going to be like, take him just because Aaron Jones could go down and he could boom. I just like the players that are going in those same spots. Mario's looking at me right now like I'm a total with, idiot. With my eyes. But, um, <laughs> yeah, that's just that, – those are the players we like. Do we have anything else we want to say before we uh, peace out of here? Yeah, I just completely disagree with your last <laughs> take. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. No, I, this, this is my, my uh, I guess, bold prediction. you got to have hills that you'll die on. Um, and I do, I, I think for some of those reasons that you said, just glossing over, A.J. Dillon could be a league winner. So if the way that your draft shakes up, like, do I want A.J. Dillon as my third running back? Um, no, but if if what just happened in my draft where I, I have four stud skill positions, so three wide receivers um, and a tight end because there were value I wasn't going to pass up, do I need some upside? Yeah. And when A.J. Dillon 
was the number one running back last season. He uh, for Jones, the two games that he missed, he averaged twenty five fantasy points a game. He could yeah. be an he can be a monster. And um, if Jones lines up in the slot and Dylan has the goal line and the rushing opportunities, then I think he he could pay for this ADP this round five ADP. Do I agree with Trace? Where um, I love me some Godwin, some Michael Thomas. Uh, yeah, we're looking for upside um, in in all the of these players, but. Um, I just think that Jones has a lot of upside, so don't talk crap about my dog. Man. Yeah, no, we'll see. We'll I, see how it plays out. Yeah. I'm just kidding. And obviously, like Trace said, we're not, we're not, uh, we're not prophets. We can't see the future. Yeah. Where we're seeing if Aaron Jones is gonna tear his ACL or something like that. But breaking news, actually. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But I mean, if just like just like Mario was saying. I mean, if Aaron Jones goes down, I mean, A.J. Dillon is going to be a stud. He is, I think, one of the best backup running backs for an organization in the league right now. I just really believe that and think that he can potentially have a very great year. Would I want him as my RB1? Eh, I don't know about that, but we'll we'll, we'll see as we'll see the season goes on. Hell no. We oh, don't yeah. want him as RB1. <laughs> All right, before we go, guys, we're going to give just one – Quick thing, MVP predictions. What do you think, Mario? Oh, I got to stay uh, – well, it's going to be a quarterback. Last season was proved it where um, Cup had the triple crown and had like – what was it? He had like three votes for MVP. It was ridiculous. So we, if you guys don't have a quarterback, then recalculate because it's going to be a quarterback. Um, and the quarterback that I think it will be is Justin Herbert. I said, oh, <laughs> yeah. I said Herbert. Hey, hey, go with your team, man. I gotta go with my squad, and honestly, I think that um, the the Chargers are gonna make a jump. Finally, I hear this on everybody. <laughs> I hear this on everybody's sports podcast every single year. Like, oh, watch out for the Chargers; they're sleepers. And you know what? I'm just gonna keep keep saying it until it happens. So, so yeah, I think I think Herbert has a chance to to go for. Uh, five thousand yards and uh, fifty tutties. Mm. What the white hope? The white hope, dude. Yeah. That's my guy. Um, I I also think it's a quarterback. Tua. I think it's Tua. <laughs> no, no, no. Dude, I was like, we are such homers on this pod. Yeah, no, no, no. Um, Most valuable noodle. I... <laughs> Most valuable lefty quarterback. Oh, He's the man. only one. Most valuable yeah. scrub. <laughs> Just kidding. You can go. You can go. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, I think uh, he's my rival, and I hate him because he's so good, but it's going to be J.A., baby. (laughs) (laughs) J.A. 17. Yeah, it's going to be Josh Allen this year. I mean, man, this knock knock on wood for Trace's sake that, I mean, this will be the Bills' year that they, they make it to the Super Bowl and hopefully take that home. And I think Josh Allen is the key focal point of that offense, and man, his he is just the he's the number one quarterback in the league right now. I really believe that. I know there's Patrick Mahomes and Mario loves himself a little uh, Justin Herbie, but yeah. um, man, Josh Allen just proved time and time again. Even his playoff just nine touchdowns, nine, zero interceptions. Nine touchdowns, zero interceptions on how many yards in two games? Like was it almost well? It was a lot of yards. It was. Like, I don't have it right now, but I know uh, he had nine man. touchdowns, zero. Picks. I want to say it was. Plus 700, like it was plus 700. I want to say he threw four something the first game. And then I I just remember he was was flawless. And so... Can I say something negative about J.A.? 
sure. Let's hear it. <laughs> I think they only played against five uh, winning teams last season. Okay, well, I'll have to double-check that. We'll talk about that on the next pod. <laughs> yeah. But my guy's still uh, He's baller. a beast, but I'm just he, they have a harder schedule this season. That's all I'm going to say. True. Just to piggyback off that, to go on with Will, that was going to be my answer anyway. Jay is 17. I think he's going to be playing pissed off this year. We should we should have beat the Chiefs, okay? 13 seconds. Just if you bring that up, just jump off a cliff, okay? <laughs> the NFL changed league rules because of that game. That's I honestly, crazy. just a side note, I think that was dumb. Our defense should have made a stop, okay? That's how the football is played. But Josh Allen is the most dangerous quarterback in the league. You, there's no other weapon like him. He's the size of Megatron. Calvin Johnson, but he can launch the ball 400 yards. <laughs> <laughs> I seriously think he could launch it into space if he tried. But continuing on. I don't know if he could hit space, the accuracy. The- oh, oh, my God. No. Get out of here. Get out. But, yeah, I think he's going to be MVP. I'm a betting man, so I'm going to put money on that. No. So, um, But, yeah, that's our pod. We are going to be getting you some more pods out here no. soon. And, yeah, JA MVP. I also want to say we're doing this podcast at uh, 12 a.m. at night. Uh, so 12 a.m. in the morning, I should say. So uh, it's a late one. Yes. So uh, good Strong morning whenever you see this. Yeah. Strong side sports after dark. So we will see you guys later. And thanks for tuning in with us today. Yeah, have a great rest of your day if you listen to this in the morning. And whenever time you listen to this, just uh, have a good day. Follow us on Instagram. Strong side underscore sports. Have a good one. <laughs> <laughs>